The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by BlueChew.com. Get the chewables that give you the confidence you need and the performance you both want when it's time to have fun. BlueChew.com. Use code Vegas for $20 off your first order. Now, Waddle and Sylvie. Madrigal punts it to third. Mendick up with it. Over to first, and Nick does the job. Two in the scoring position, and now a base hit to give the Cubs the lead. In there, and Morrell throws it. Got to be looking for something else there. One and two, and half swings and misses, and that's the ball game. Bickford gets out of it, the Cubs come up a run short. That was last night on Marquee Sports Network. It was uh, it was not a great game, but then you got hope late. And uh, the Mets bullpen for the last several weeks have been bad. Um, and then uh, they were good for most of the game, but you knew that they, they have had trouble closing games. And uh, that inning without Avino in there, Started off great. Say a Suzuki who had been struggling was having a good game, and he hit a no doubter, and he was very excited. He was. You could see how much it meant to him to regain his confidence. Jesse had told us before the game that like he didn't seem confident even through his interpreter that it would rectify, and uh, maybe that was something he really really needed yesterday. So now it's fourth four three. And I'm I'm thinking this is good, and then Candelario I think it was the the first pitch in the next at bat singles then um, and then the Talkman took a walk. Well, before that though, remember we were just talking about this rule on the air the other day about the three oh yeah the three um, oh, tosses over to first base and if you don't get them on the third one, it's a balk, and I hadn't seen that all year. And he just nonchalantly threw the third one over there, and Candelario's like, that's a balk, that's a balk. And sure enough, so Candelario is on second. I think the Mets are spiraling at this point. You're thinking that the wind is still at your backs, and and you just this is going to be another miraculous Cubs come from behind win. Yes, I thought when Candelario got sent to second, I thought it's not a matter of, of... if it's a matter of how the Cubs were going to win. Well, remember, wasn't the second run scored on a pass ball earlier in the game as well? So, like, I mean, it was just one of those games. It was a weird game. It was so. So I was very excited, and and then, very excited. And then it's first and second, like you mentioned with Talkman. Yeah. And then this is where the questions come in. Now I've got to be honest with everybody on the way I was thinking then, and even now I'm still a little conflicted. I don't like sacrifice bunts. I don't. I'm, I've never been. I, I don't like sacrifice, uh, uh, sacrificing outs. And throughout the years, people have the value of outs, especially when you only have three of them, is, is they're way more valuable than getting the runners in scoring position. But I do understand with the top of the order coming up, and Nick Madrigal being a guy who does hit the ball into the ground a lot as a prime double play candidate. I had no problem with what they did. Prime double play candidate. So when they did do that, I was not like jumping up and down or 
I I wasn't outraged. I know like a lot of people were in hindsight when they didn't win. I was I was not. So in real time as this was happening, I I, I wasn't. What I have been more upset about, and I've talked about this on the show, I brought this up with Boog. We've brought this up with Carmen. I just don't like when when Cody Bellinger's your best hitter that he is batting fourth. Oh, and you saw it last night too. I mean, you Ian Happ, the, the line stopped with him, with Belly in the uh, in the on deck circle. And and this isn't like for the people who think, well, this is that's just a fluke time that the game ended with Ian Happ and and um, Bellinger on the on deck circle. I think that's the second time in like the last ten games of a couple of games that they lost where they came up a batter short of bringing Bellinger to the plate. And it was because, and like the game ended with one of the lesser hit hitters. And I think one of them happened before sale was benched. I think in one of the games in the last 10 days that they had lost, one of the games ended when Saya was still batting third or something like that. Yeah. It was like half second, say a third and the game ended with Saya ending the game and Bellinger on deck. And like I, I'd been saying, in today's modern game, mostly your best hitter hits second. We've we've talked about it with Boog, and there were a couple of games where Bellinger was hitting third, where they moved him up to third. And Boog said that the stats show that no batter comes up with two outs and nobody on more than the number three hitter. So that's sort of the thing against Bellinger hitting third. But, like, I I wouldn't mind him hitting second. Um, Measure that against how many at-bats, overall at-bats he's going to get. Like, and then you tell me which is a more valuable. Like, I'm just saying, like, if you gave me the analytics, how many more times does the number three batter come up? Or even number two. If you place him at two or three, like throughout over the, the course year. of a season, yeah. how many more I'm, at-bats sure is he several. getting than the fourth guy? I, I'm sure it's several. But but again, and then Boog then made a good point on, okay, so if Nico's not batting second, where's he hitting? Is he your leadoff hitter then? Or is the most important thing that you're batting your sa- your best hitter second right now? And then everything else should just build itself from there. I think that's a better conversation or, or, or where I would still find the more critical conversation than the bunting thing. And maybe it's just because I'm old and tired, but I had no problem. Like, I was I was driving to pick up my daughter after been watching the game, and I'm like, oh, well, Madrigal's going to put down a bunt. They're going to get guys second and third, and now all they need is a fly ball for a tie and a base hit. You're going to take the lead. So I, I understood, like, what are the down the downside is, is, you know, I, I, if you if you don't bunt, he could strike out or he could hit probably, into a double play. He's probably not going to strike out. That's the, the other. So Madrigal's probably not going to strike out, but he is a prime double play candidate. Sure. The, and that's but he why could I, strike I have, out. He, he could, but he doesn't strike out a lot. Right. The, 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 the people who are, and I did a poll question on this. I'll give you the results in a minute. I did see my timeline, the people who did not like the decision. 
they didn't love the decision for the fact that Morell's hitting first and Morell is a prime strikeout Strikeout. candidate. So you have a guy, all you need is a ball in play with less than two outs, and you have the guy batting who is probably a guy who is one of the worst for putting the ball in play. That could be that. That's fine, but he actually has a higher on base percentage than by just a, a tick or two than Madrigal. Right, uh, his on base percentage is like for everyone who compares him to Javi. I think his on base percentage has three thirty nine this year has been better than most years of Javi. Yeah, no, I get that, and I get all of it. Um, but like. I just didn't have a problem. I know the concept of giving, you know, you're giving up and out. Well, what if you get into, you ground into a double play? Now all you need to do is get one out. There's no sacrifice. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I just, I, I think that there's a time and place still to bunt. That's just me. Okay. And, and I'm not going to rage against those that say don't ever give up and out. That's fine. But I think that there are certain instances, and I thought last night was one of them, where I don't think the overwhelming data trounces the concept of a sacrifice bond. Sacrifice bond. I just don't. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. if you had a problem with it, or if you didn't. And here's the way I phrased the poll question. Tyler, I'm interested as a diehard Cub fan here in a minute on what you thought. Um, which was the worst Ross decision from last night's Cubs game? I give you three options. Uh, a, belly hitting behind Hap. And by that, again, I mean that you know, and Hap went 0 for 5. Hap is hitting about 245 this year. His on base percentage is still very good. He's still like at about 350 as far as his on base percentage, I believe. Um, but he has not hit well this year. Hap's 367 on 367. Base so it's even better than I than I thought. His on base is still very good. He had an 0 for 5 night. He's not a better hitter though, or a better productive player than than Cody Bellinger. Um, and I, I, I still have been a big believer that Bellinger should be hitting as close to the top as possible. You want to get him as many at-bats and take advantage of his hot streak as much as possible. So that's A, Bellinger hitting behind Hap. B, sacrifice bunting in the ninth. Or C, no problem with either. So that was my third option. That Look, it was a player execution thing. You you at first and second and nobody out and you've got to have your guys like Morrell and and Ian Happ come through in those situations and and you had other eight innings to come through and you didn't come through last night against the Mets bullpen that has not been good and and it was just one of those games where you just didn't get it done and it's not on David Ross so those are your three options the way people are going they did not like the sacrifice bunt over fifty percent of the votes have gone there. 50.5% of the votes have gone there. We've had about 700 votes um, in about 25 minutes. You can vote on my Twitter handle. 30.7% of the votes are with me on the Bellinger hitting behind Hap. I want them moved up. Um, and 18.8% say, I got no problem with either. Put it on the players. The players, have, the players lose games. You're not going to win every game. And that was a game the players have to come through on. Tyler... How did you feel about the sacrifice bunt? Did you have a problem with either? I had no problem with the sack bunt. I think that was actually the situation where you do it because you're down a run. And Nick Madrigal, like you said, Sylvie, he is a ground ball type guy. Um, He has hit the ball a little bit harder than I think some Cubs fans thought he would hit the ball. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but he is also one of the slowest players I've ever seen on a baseball field. <laughs> like, one of the slowest guys, and he is a prime double play candidate. He is one of those guys who, by his actions and arm waving and moving body movement, who looks fast but isn't. Don't, right? don't confuse activity with full yes, accomplishment. That, that's per- a perfect way to put it. And for someone who's as short as he is, usually those are the fastest guys on the field. Could not be more of the opposite with Nick Madrigal. So I had no problem with laying down the bunt. My biggest gripe was with Cody Bellinger. Because, Sylvie, we mentioned it yesterday, too, when we saw the Cubs lineup at around 445 yesterday. Like, that was a weird lineup yesterday. And if you're not going to have Mike Talkman in the lineup, I think that's when you have to definitely bump Belly up to two, move Nico up to one. Even with a lefty on the mound to start yesterday, Belly has crushed left-handed hitting so far this season. There's no reason why he shouldn't be your number two or number three hitter every single day. Is that maybe even a spot where Bellinger should lead off? I'd have no problem with that you, either. You know what I mean? Like, by the way, do you know who leads this team in on base percentage at this point? It's just it's by a hair. On base percentage, is it is it Ian Happ? No, it's Talkman. Talkman's got a three seventy nine. So he's three seventy nine, and then is it Happ? And then Bellinger? Yeah, Belly, Bellinger's three seventy seven, and Happ's three sixty seven. Okay. But that's, I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? Like the year that Talkman has it, had. It is. It is. It has been a career year for Talkman. 284 average, 379 on base percentage. It's crazy. I'm with you guys. I would have, uh, the, the only gripe I would have had if I was a Cub fan was not getting Bellinger as many at-bats. I think, Tyler, I think you tweeted about it right afterwards. Yeah. You know, the game ended. Um, I still believe, again, I could be the old guy in the room. I am chronologically, but I, I think there is time and a place for a bunt. Mm-hmm. I thought last night was just fine. Then just rely on your other guys. You know what? Somebody's got to hit a fly ball or get a base hit. Fly right. ball brings in one to tie the game. Base hit, you got the lead. I, I, I truly believe, like I said, in real time, I was not mad about it. I truly believe that was an outcome-biased result. Yeah. That that was if, if, again, Madrigal hits into a double play, there would have been outrage that Ross didn't bunt there. And it, I give you that, the, that there would have been the exact opposite that the people would have been so pissed that there was no bunt. Listen, and I give you I, I mentioned this in crosstalk with Carm. The Mets, like for some strange reason, decided to try to sacrifice bunt. They're playing for nothing. Yeah, that's stupid. But you know what? Dumps and giggles right now, and you're trying to move a guy over. Like the Cubs are an entirely different situation yeah. than the Mets. This is every every move is going to be amplified when you're in a pennant race. Chris uh, in his car. Chris, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, uh, how's it going, guys? Thanks for taking my call. We're good. Yeah, so um, I mean, you guys pretty much just hit on my point, but I blame I blame the loss on the lineup completely. Um, it was just like uh, batting Suzuki was it last week or whatever, you know, second. Um, they got. Morrell and um, and Hap would strike out very often, and yeah, if Bellinger and or Swanson had the at bat there, even after the bunt, uh, you know, at least a pop fly to fly uh, to tie the game, if not a base hit from one of those two. Yeah, I just I want to get those guys up as much as possible. I want to get. Um... Swanson had a rough, uh, and I think Boog mentioned he had a rough series. Yeah, he's He's been really, 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 really great though. Yeah, the the month of August he's gotten off to a slow start. His on base is pretty good too. What is he at about three fifty for the year? Yeah, I think he's got a he's got a uh, he is uh, no he's three thirty nine three thirty nine. 
And but again, pro- his it probably went down from his, this series. From his now. OPS is seven eighty two, and his WAR is three point eight. I mean, his defense has been yeah, spectacular. Yeah, defense but, bumps that up. But he's had yeah, he struck out I think six times in in three games against the Mets. Uh, Sheldon uh, says he's a former MLB player, I believe. Sheldon in Tinley, you're on ESPN one thousand. What's up, Sheldon? Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Where'd you play? Where where where'd you I play? I played with uh, Oakland in the major leagues in 1977. Awesome. And I was in the Royals uh, organization on the roster from 74 to 76, the Toronto Blue Jays roster, 40-man roster, 78-79. Awesome. That's great. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, sure. I just wanted to say this. I watched that game, and I really thought Rossi uh, – violated the fundamental rules of when you're on the road for baseball. After the home run, the base hit, if you didn't bunt that guy to second after the first base hit and then the walk came, why are you bunting? You want to go for the big inning on the road because the Mets still have to bet in the bottom of the inning. Besides that, you've got the strikeout-prone guy, Morrell, behind there, and Hap looked lost last night. So that is the reason why you don't give up and out with Madrigal, who will put the ball in play, and if he hits into a double play, you let the chips fall where they may. But you don't bat Madrigal with those two guys behind him struggling the way they do to make contact and the way Hap looked last night. That's what I have to say about that, guys. Listen, Thanks it's fair. So is this is this Sheldon Mallory? Yes, it is. Is it lefty? Yep. Lefty, southpaw, left, throw left, hit run left. That's for sure. I love it. That is great. Illinois State guy. Yes, absolutely. Sheldon. Redbird. Go Redbird. Well, no. Go Salukis. <laughs> <laughs> My son graduated from there, so I'll give that to you. That's awesome. Sheldon, thanks for calling thanks today. For, thanks, Appreciate Sheldon. It. My pleasure, I got, guys. I, I hope his... you like what I said because I'm correct. I didn't like what <laughs> I I love that. It's, it's interesting. Never... It's a good flip side. Um, what, when you say that on the road, um, is it really – you take more chances on the road? Why? I, I, I mean, that's – Or you're playing for a bigger inning. I, I I do understand too what he's saying though about the guys behind. Yes, him. that 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 I can understand with Morell being a strike. I mean, although he's got a pretty good on base percentage, and he is right. Hap did not have himself a good night. But look again, I think that I classify certain mistakes in sports as felonies and misdemeanors. And I thought that even if you didn't like it, and and I just respectfully, I guess, disagree with Sheldon was I thought that was a mis if it if that's a, a violation to me, it was a misdemeanor. All right, this is a good conversation. So let's continue. And I do want to. Um, if if something is a misdemeanor, I believe I've got maybe not a felony. Is there something in between? I know it's misdemeanor and felony, but what would like a harsher misdemeanor be? Is there something like that? Because I believe Pedro Grafal has has maybe not committed a felony, but maybe has just committed something where he second is, degree misdemeanor he's insulted our common sense at least yet again how many times and again i think this comes from the top 
There was a friend of mine sent me a quote from the South Side yesterday. I want to see if you agree with me on this. Um, we are in baseball alignment on the sacrifice bunt. Are we going to be in alignment on this quote that I read from okay. you? And then get your would you rathers and we'll go, we'll go through that at about 440. Uh, your best would you rather will take home a gift card from the pride stores. Your best would you rathers, either this or that. Tweet them to Tyler Aki. I'll read you this coming up next. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. Going to talk some uh, Bears logos coming up at 5 and then... uh, the last uh, minute for your would you rather send them to Tyler for that gift card to the pride stores hashtag at WS would you rather send them to Tyler Aki we'll get more of your phone calls on last night's Cubs game I saw this uh, from Vinny Duber on Twitter my buddy Micker sent it to me he's a diehard Sox fan who just uh, really can't stand his team right now and he, he sent this to me yesterday and uh, there are two tweets here uh, Vinny retweeted it and um, explained more from the first tweet. So let me read you the first two tweet of what he said just a little less than 24 hours ago. This was, um, you know, like basically right before the game yesterday. Uh, he said, though he acknowledged the importance of young players getting experience in the final weeks, Pedro Grafol says Elvis Andrews, Zach Remillard will keep splitting time at second. Said the Sox have talked about how minor league players might fit, but today isn't that time. And then uh, Vinny expanded on that. He says, apologies if the 280 limit prevented a better worded tweet. For those asking why, Grafol said that Elvis is playing good baseball right now. He also said that while experience for young guys is important, quote, we're never going to compromise a major league win for development. That's Waddle, by the way. Is that I, what is I, that? Look, I, you can. You're not compromising trying to win if you play a young guy. That guy's trying to succeed. Like I. I I don't know. Do you have a second baseman in the minor league system for the White Sox? Or I got an idea for you. Move Tim to second if you're planning on keeping Tim. And maybe Tim's best position going forward as a member of the White Sox. Maybe think about this. Getting some run at second base. Now you're thinking. So now then do I have a shortstop in the system of that I can play? Of course you do. Yes. So what, one of your top I prospects just, is just, a shortstop. I'm a dumbass, and I and 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 you, I don't know. You anybody. just workshopped it better than Pedro Grafol workshopped I'm, it. What is Elvis Andrews going to do for the Sox in the future? They probably should not have even signed him at the beginning of this year. I would think that you, maybe you shopped him before the trade deadline to see if you could get something for him with a team that had some playoff hopes. I don't know. No one really wanted him before spring training, and the reason you brought him back is because you got him for a cheap price. Okay, is Larry Garcia available? Oh, no. Maybe you could split some time with him. I'm joking, but my point is, is like I... Let, let's face it. 
The White Sox have compromised victories all season long. So for Pedro Grafol to be saying we're never going to be compromising victories for player development is ridiculous. You compromise. Like, how about you start player development right now, and maybe down the road you won't be compromising victories because your player development has sucked to begin with. And that's the reason why you continue to give up wins is because you can't run the bases. You can't hit the cutoff, man. You can't defend. You can't hit in the clutch. So uh, this this notion that playing a young guy is compromising victories is ridiculous because when you were down 25 games in the standings, that is the first sign that you've been compromising wins all year. Well, you've compromised your, you know, your attempt at wins by allowing a locker or clubhouse That's another you, you know, culture to fester like a boil, right? Like a festering boil right. for a, 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 you know, a, a clubhouse. When you're in, when you're a new manager and you don't implement all of your rules, you are compromising wins. Yeah. So for Pedro Grifold to say. We're not going to compromise wins on the major league level, and we must play Elvis Andrews still. That's pure stupidity from an organization that continues to show that they don't know how to get out of their own way. By the way, let me amplify, too, on on the – isn't this a good time, really? Like, if you're – all in on Tim. And you know what we're going to do is we're going to, you know, this has been a rough year on a number of fronts. This is the valley. You know, we all go through peaks and valleys. He's in a valley right now. We're not interested in trading him, or at least there was no trade value. We want to see if we can get him right because he's still a, 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 he, he doesn't cost us a ton. Based on what his resume says, he is a cost-controlled player, and maybe this was just a horrible year for a number of reasons, and he can get back to being the player he was two years ago. Let's start the timid second base era. Sure, and maybe you could showcase him in a second baseman during the offseason as well. Not, not only can you maybe rectify him for your own value for him for next year if you keep him, but maybe you can also start showcasing him if he does have a good run here in the last month and a half of the season not a half by bad playing idea. him second base. Not a half bad idea. But, but why don't they think of this? I don't know. I don't know. Not sure. It's it's amazing. It's well. I mean, this is and and if you put this all together into your baseball calculator, you know what it it ends up as twenty two under five hundred. That's what happens. Boy, that's a horse manure Yankees team this year too, isn't it? Yeah, they're they're, like it's just nothing. Is Boone going to lose his job? I don't know. I don't know. He said he regretted mimicking Laz Diaz. Oh, really? That was one of the best things he did. I, I, I agree with you. I, but he said, uh, no, he regretted it. It was not good. But I, I don't I don't know. I think their message on the South Side really has... You know that the line in the movie is, why don't you just stop talking, champ? Like, that's from Anchorman, isn't it? Like, that should be... Like, there should be a T-shirt that they pass out that says, why don't we just stop talking, champ? And just, like, because nothing they're saying is helping... The situation. The problem is their actions are bad too, and that's what counts. Well, of you know course, what I mean? But that's just right. I got a big batch of bad over here. Let's not just have one big batch of bad. Let's have another big batch of bad, and that's our message. Like, I don't get it. I think I just, I just, I think I just you gave the White it. Sox a good idea. 
play Tim at second. I wasn't even thinking of trying to rehab him, not just for you, but for maybe another team. So we actually worked that workshop, that thing together. I think we just gave them the best idea that they've had all year down there. Waddle's sitting in a, a radio studio in the basement of Hallis Hall with his Bears hat. Yeah. And he came up with a better idea than anyone has at, <laughs> at Guaranteed Rate Field. What does that say about your White Sox? Like, it's ridiculous. Is it really that, that good? I mean, it's... Well, it, no, but, I mean, it's it's better than just yeah. sticking with it, Elvis Andrews. Yes. Who who was DFA'd by the Rangers a year ago or whatever it was. Who is their, who is their shortstop in waiting or someone that they could promote? Was, it Nicole, him, was Colson Montgomery the shortstop? Is he ready? Like, is he ready Almost. to take major league at-bats? Getting close. I mean, do they even go to Tim and say, hey, Tim, you know what, maybe... Maybe a switch to second would be good do, for everybody. Do you need to go to him? Do you need to? Do you need Tim Anderson approval? Okay. Or do you say Tim, grab the glove and go out to second? Well, I think that you, you try the carrot first. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. that he deserves the respect based on his okay. career here in Chicago. That you have the conversation. You did it with for him. Team USA. Yes. Can you please do it for us? Correct. We really thought you did well at Team USA. Yeah, and let, let, let's change things up a little. And we bit. think that your future is as a second baseman here. So let's let's get that that party started. <laughs> let's get the party started. Why not? Why not do that? I could come up. You give me yeah. some more time, and I could come up with some good White Sox moments for you. Okay, or not moments, we should do. but suggestions. We should do. Waddle's got a new player development moment every day. You Why come not? up with a new one tomorrow. I gave you a good one. I'm yeah. not sure I can give you another one that is is on par with that, but but yeah, I'm I'm there for you, Anthony Amount Prospect. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Anthony? Hey, how's it going, boys? We're good. Um, all right, so two things. Um, starting off with the bunt, I necessarily didn't mind it, and it it obviously worked out. Um, you know, it advanced him. Um, but I know when people are saying, you know, if he's if Madrigal's hitting, he might hit a double play. Well, I think it's. I think there's more of a chance he messes up the bunt, pops it up. Uh, you know, potentially turns into a double play then or. You know, gets it out that way, doesn't advance the runner. There's so many other things. You know, it's it's not that easy to just lay a bunt down. You know what I mean? Um, or he lays the bunt down, pitcher gets it, throws it to the third, still in the same spot. But then we add an out. You know what I mean? So okay, but let me let okay. Let's let's talk about this. What do you think is yeah. easier to do? Lay down a bunt to get a runner runners from first and second to second and third, or actually get a hit in Major League Baseball? I mean, I'm I just talking about the degree of difficulty. Yeah, I, w- I would say the bunt. I think I think it was the right move. I just think there's more things to think about. Um, I, I think there's more ways to think about it. It, it. it was definitely the right move, and I didn't mind it. Um, and it definitely worked out. It's just, to me, um, when people say, you know, he hits into double plays, well, a lot more things that could have went wrong with that bunt, too. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then also... It's not – to me, it wasn't necessarily the lineup yesterday. It's been everyday lineups. So I think Ross has done a great job. But in all fairness, I think Talkman should be – he should be an everyday player. I don't care if it's a lefty, if it's a righty. If the guy switches righty-lefty during that bat, I don't care. I think this guy should be – I think he should be leading off number one every single game. Okay. I think he's – I think clearly, obviously, Cody Bellinger's and the MVP talk, you know, for the all the MLB. But if you were to tell me that 
you know, talking maybe the MVP of this team, I'm not going to argue. I mean, he, well, there's no doubt about that. He's their MVP. He's Cody, got Cody to play Bellinger. Bellinger. Bellinger, yes, yes. He's their MVP. Yeah. And, yes, yeah. I want him up at the end of games. And the sooner to get him up at the end of games is by hitting him higher in the order before and get him yep. up before Sam, before Ian Happ. There's no doubt about that. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, I'm not going to rage again about the bunt. It, like, we had a major league player, you know, Sheldon, called in and gave us his, and he disagreed with us. Like, I can understand the other side of this 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 conversation. There are other moments where I would be like, I, I mean, I feel like what the Mets did, Bunting, I thought that was asinine. What the Cubs did, I, I'm not going to argue with you either way. I thought it was the right thing to do for them, but if you feel strongly that you shouldn't give up an out in that situation, everybody's been coming through, they've been taking turns, getting big hits, then I'm not going to argue with you. I mean, I think that you mentioned earlier, and I think that's the best description of all, is that it... it I think the the like most situations the response is is outcome biased. You know if if Morell hits a ball to you know center field and they tag and they score, you know what are we talking about? Well, that was a good move by Rossi there, right? Or if he doesn't strike out, or next or if Horner comes up with a base hit, and then next thing you know, two runs score and you're five four. Like at that point, or what are we saying? I mean, some may still cling to the thought that the walk was not a good idea or the bunt was not a good idea, but I think that this is a great example, as you mentioned, of an outcome bias conversation. Yep. Dave in Crown Point, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Dave? Hey, gentlemen. uh, Best talk radio in all sports. So keep it up. We appreciate it. Thanks, Dad. Anyway, how'd you know I'm 65 years old? That's pretty good. I could hear it in your voice. um, By the way, my dad's 78. Well, close. Okay. But anyway, um, I think Hap, Hap had a tough decision last night. The guy just gave up four straight balls. And I think the biggest question of the night was, do I swing in the first pitch or do I or do I take a pitch? He took a pitch and he was in a hole already, so the pitcher had control of it. I don't know. What Do you, do you swing after he throws four straight balls because you know he's got to throw it in there? Or do you take the pitch and you're in the hole? So I think that was the toughest decision to make last night. It's an interesting and point. The next time, the, the, the next time I see the White Sox play, I'm gonna go see when the. It's gonna be a road trip for me for when I go see them play in Nashville. So uh, I think that's the best solution, just moving that team because they're done. But uh, isn't it good to talk about? You're saying you're loading up the. You're you're moving. You're you're loading them up, and you're gonna make them the new national MLB team. Yeah, why not? They, uh, Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay is gone, so that that, that St. Pete thing's out the window. But I'm just happy we're I'm I'm just happy we're having meaningful talk baseball on August 10th. Amen to yeah, that. That's what I really care Thanks, about. Yeah. Amen. Sure. And then, and then, and then I've got another White Sox joke. <laughs> Tyler cut him off. Tyler had enough. Tyler's like, no more. All right. Would you rather coming up next? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to participate, we've got some Bears talk for you as we broadcast live at uh, five o'clock. We're at Hallows Hall. It's Waddle and Sylvie. Listen to us now live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at one hundred point three HD two FM. Listen now on ESPN one thousand. 
This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Hey, this is Coach Mike Dick. Greg Olson here. This is Stacy King. Hey, this is D Rose. What up? This is Ludacris. Hello, this is Dick Anberg. Would you like to play a little? Would you rather? Oh, my. Yes, I would like to play, and it is brought to you by our great friends over at the Pride Stores. They'll give you a gift card to the Pride Stores for the best entry. The one that we like best, your best either-or question, would you rather this or that? Hashtag at WS, would you rather each week? And you send it over to Tyler Aki. Meller is off today. Charlie's with us. Kevin's back at the station helping out, Tyler. Um, Tyler, what do we got today for would you rather? All right, let's start with Stephanie. She asks, would you rather be the subject on Maury or Jerry Springer? Is there any real difference? I mean, Maury is... I remember Maury at the end was total paternity paternity test. Yeah, it's all paternity shows. Um, Jerry Springer's dead, um, so his show's not still out there. Is that how we're dictating it? I don't think you could do a Jerry Springer show today. I felt like that was more salacious. I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you. Um, I, I'll, I will reluctantly choose the Maury Povich show. Me too. And the reason why I say that is because I know I'm not murdering someone. No, I'm not dipping my. I'm not. I'm not going around. No, sure. you're on your own. Put my seeds out there. Yeah. So I know what the paternity test is going to say. Right. Yeah. It's not mine. Yeah. The child is not his. The child is not Sylvie's. Now, if the test... Now, it could work the other way, though, too. If they say the child is not Sylvie's when I think they're mine... Now they we did, got a problem. It was not, it, the question no. was: it, Would you would you rather have your wife on the Springer show or the Povich show? It's you, not your wife. Right, that's true. So I, I, I I'll stay I'm with, with you. I'll go with Maury Povich because again, like you're right, Springer. There could have been a yeah. whole number of oh, different yes, things right. on that show. Do you remember your uh, your old girlfriend way, from high school? Here she is. All right, go ahead, Tyler. Time out, time out. Before I go, did I ever tell you this story? I probably did. I've told you a thousand, the same stories a thousand times. You met my buddy Vogel. Yeah, Phil. Phil Vogel. Phil's the best. So we saw Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer was was the mayor of the city of Cincinnati, and he got in some trouble there because he paid a prostitute with a personal check. Which is great. So Phil and I were at a bar in Cincinnati. We were in college at some point, whenever it was. Maybe we were out. I don't know when it was. It may have been last week. No, it wasn't because Jerry's been gone for a little bit now. So we saw him at the bar. One of the nicest guys in the world. We say hello to everybody. And Phil and I thought that the funny thing to do would be stand in the corner and scream, Check! Check, please! Check! Check, please! This was Phil's idea. But that was like... That was us back in Cincinnati being rebels. Jerry Springer comes into a bar. You ripped me for stupid stuff. (laughs) You're the same stupid ass as I am. No question. Check, please. Check over here. Can I get a check? And and immediately Phil screams it. You know, and Jerry looks over and he sees him and he... Never heard that one before, kid. Exactly. And he just starts laughing. So kind of like... Jerry blunted the humor that we thought we were creating because he was smarter and funnier than we were. Right. He didn't care. We were just idiots screaming, check, please. 
He's talked about that many times. Yeah. All right, what do you got, Tyler? Then he asked him to do the Joey Crawford after that. <laughs> um, Wait, time out. Time out. Yeah, you guys were the same dopes as me. Oh, yeah, so yeah, you guys yeah. Were yeah. Doing, uh, foul! No, no. We're going the other way. <laughs> Which is worse? Which is makes you a bigger goober? Imitating a, an NBA referee well, as one. a group or yelling at the mayor, former mayor of Cincinnati about his pros- writing a check to a prostitute? Us doing okay. um, pantomiming uh, officials. <laughs> Was Carmen good at it? And, yeah, very good. Was he? Yeah. Very good. He's he's very good at impressions in general. That's what I thought. No, <laughs> no, no. We're going the other way. I can't imagine why you guys you know weren't just surrounded by by lovely ladies this whole time. This is when we knew we weren't getting any anyway, and so we just surrendered this is and late started night. doing it. Yes. Yeah. And then when that didn't work, they went to batting stances. <laughs> <laughs> this is when we knew we were getting pizza at the end of the night anyway. <laughs> they went to batting stances. Yeah. Check me out. I'm Rod Carew. <laughs> That's Joe Morgan. Yes. Who was your Who was your go to? Well, like the Willie Stargell, Joe Morgan for the kids. Who so grew the up Willie Stargell was and, this, right? The, the bat. There like, was two parts to it, and then he would go. And then and then, and then he leaned back. No, uh, there was something else then. And then the ladies, Tyler. The ladies are just running out of the bar in the other direction. <laughs> Wouldn't it have been great if one of them said, "That's Pete Rose." <laughs> they, 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 That's a keeper. They, they decided that they knew who you're. They, we play this game all the time on our own. Is that Gary Sheffield in there? <laughs> <laughs> every kid has played the Banning Sands game, though. Right. Just you said every kid, not a 29 no, year old right. in a bar right. with his buddies. All no, right. Next up, um, would you rather listen to only your favorite song for the rest of your life and no other music or only music by musicians you don't like? The second one. Only the favorite song and that's it and no other music? Yeah, I can't do that. Couldn't do that. Yeah, the other. I could do you. Like, I think this stuff would grow on you then. Like, when? when's... Yes. I don't know, though, because, like, um, like... I don't want to hear the same song over and over again, but some of that like hardcore rock and you know, like what is it called, like metal, hardcore rock and roll. I'm saying like metal, 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 metal. exactly, (laughs) like you know, all of the metal, heavy metal, like the over the top stuff. I don't think I could listen to that. I would just go without music. See, I thought I didn't like country, but the more country I've heard, it's grown on me, and I like country now. I think when you think you don't like something. But then you start hearing it, it's you start to like you it. You think sooner or later I develop a taste for yes. anthrax? Not the anthrax drug. Anthrax is pretty good. Not the drug, but yeah. the band? Yes. Okay. It was never my thing. Go ahead. Uh, Dov wants to know, would you rather be born without knees or without elbows? Ooh. Um, I'm going to go, I think I could, st- I'm going to go without elbows because I think if you're born without knees, you're not, you're not walking, right? I mean, neither is, neither is desirable, but that's what I'm going to go with. I think you're correct. And I think you could still grab stuff, just not as well without the elbows. Um, yes, I think. I think you can you can do stuff. You're kind of like that Gumby outside the store with your arms the way they would work. But 
you I want do. your legs functioning the way they function now. Yeah. It's very depressing to that think was. about. I like, you, can you, you know give what? me a more can, uplifting yeah, can one? We, can we erase that? Ooh, well, the next one I had wasn't very uplifting. Oh, okay. what, what, what was it? Um, it is, would you rather find out you got gonorrhea from your ex or tell your ex you gave them gonorrhea? Oh, I think you would rather... I. You'd rather have your ex tell you... That she gave you guys. Yes, because you don't want to be the bad person in the relationship. Right, or have had it for a while. Right. That's what I believe. Yeah, I'm with you. Is it the curable kind or the uncurable kind? The one from Waddle's World. Oh, no, you don't want that. uh, Either way, you don't want it. What, give me a more, a more uplifting, uplifting one. one. All right, a little more uplifting one. Quickly. Do you think the Bears are going to win 15 <laughs> games or 14 games? Um, let's see. More uplifting here, I guess. Would you rather attend spring training or training camp? I'm going spring training. because Yes, because they're playing games. They're playing games almost every day. You're actually watching tangible... Baseball. It's kind of a vacation, too, because, like, I live five miles from here. This isn't a That's vacation. That's a good point, too. When you go to spring training, you're going to somewhere warm when the weather here is cold. Right. This We're living in this environment also. But we're, we're if we're just talking about the practices, I believe that there's it's easier to watch what's going on on the field during spring training than it is in these practices yeah. that are just it's simulated football. Yeah. Even preseason football isn't fun because the starters aren't playing much. I just, again, I don't lean on the fact that if I'm going to spring training, it's it's a pseudo vacation. We may be doing a show or two there, but you're in yeah, you're that. in Scottsdale. Yeah, people put their vacations around going yeah. to spring training. Yeah, that's more of an event. All right, there you go. Do you do you have a favorite there? Danny was not a fan of us picking the elbows versus the knees. I don't think. Really? Why? Said, um, Danny Zetter. How do you brush your teeth or comb your uh, comb your hair, rub your eyes, scratch an itch? Yeah, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to make some sacrifices. But I think there will be a lot more without knees. I just. I'm, that... I think we're done with that question. It was very depressing, and I don't want to relive it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bless you. Thank you. Really, you're allergic. What are you allergic to? You're allergic to radio. All of a sudden, I... You know you can't do that on Saturday when... Welcome in to the Bears Radio Network. I've not sneezed like that on the air before. Uh, Coming up next, are the Bears changing the ways of business and the way they market themselves with their logo? We will uh, discuss that. And what do we actually know? What are the things that we actually know about the Bears heading into their first preseason game? We'll go through that as we broadcast live from Hallis Hall. 